So, uno momento, por favor. Uh, da, 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 da. Another wolf cop. I need to remember his name. Nice. <laughs> I have yet to see it, so I, I can't help you. Uh, no, 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 no. We have an interview. On, I have to stick on here that I was supposed to get up last month, and because of the fucking weather and everything, it, I, we couldn't record. So, oh. behind. All right. So, three... <laughs> Two, one. Hey, everybody, and welcome to an actual episode of Fangirl Radio. Woohoo! You know, right? Um, so, because of the massive amount of heat that we've had this summer, um, we were unable to record because the studio was 100 degrees and I couldn't breathe. So it just couldn't happen. <laughs> but we are back with the magic of air conditioning. It's fantastic when it works. Hi, Barb. Hi, so, I'm glad you've not melted. Oh my God, so hot. Not even funny. I have photos to prove that it was actually 93 degrees in my house. Yeah, so, yeah, so it was not good. Um, so tonight we have an awesome interview with Lowell Dean, the writer and director of Another Wolf Cop, which came out, I believe it was like June 20th on Blu-ray, and it was an insane film. Lives up to everything that you could imagine uh, a sequel to Wolf Cop could do. I did have a review up for it. Um, the only bad thing about that movie is it's so damn short. It needs to be. I want a series. I want a Wolf Cop series. I would be down for that. Absolutely. Really, I really do. And I got to say, um, if I say his name right, Leo Fafard, Fard, Fafard, the guy that plays Wolf Cop, has Sounds the best... He, he has the best damn lips I have seen on a dude in a while. Like, oh, he's pretty. He's pretty as Wolf Cop, too. I like him in the Wolf Cop app. I'm, I'm down with the Wolf Cop. I'll just say that. Yes. All right. <laughs> I, I'll just say I'll just say it. I'm down with Wolf Cop. And he shows up at events in costume. That's the other thing he does. Well, yeah. I'm going to have to check that out for sure now. Yeah. Sorry. What? No, I'm good. <laughs> Good. So um, we have a metric fuck ton to talk about um, because San Diego Comic-Con happened and I wasn't there, but I got to see things from afar like Joe Gilgan. Oh, my Cassidy. Oh, oh. He's pretty. Very pretty. pretty. My baby. But um, the thing that that's uh, great about Gilgan other than just he's pretty and he's an amazing actor and fantastic is he's very no bullshit. So if you want to hear honesty from someone like pure honesty and, and you want to fall in love with this guy even more because of who he is and the fact that he is no bullshit, um, go bleeding cool. Um, has a um, audio from a press conference that he did that if I had been there, I would have been there and I would have told him I fucking love him. Which is what I do. <laughs> um, but um, by the way, there's going to be some foul mouthery happening in this episode because of things, things that happened that need to be talked about. Um, but uh, yeah, you can go to Bleeding Cool, and uh, I think it's Bleeding Cool or Bleeding Edge, Bleeding Cool, I think, and um, hear Joe Gilgan talk about um, his depression. He suffers. Oh suffers from depression and he still suffers from it um he even i think talks about possibly being bipolar and how it 
how he deals with it and, and what it does to him, even though everybody and their brother loves him and thinks he was born to play Cassidy and knows that he's that good. When you have that, you don't know. You, you believe you are shit. You believe you don't mean right. or anything. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a really touching to hear him talk about it. And he's just one of these guys that's completely honest. And, um, I love him to pieces and I always worry about guys like him because he is a party guy. He does drink a lot and other, other things. He has admitted himself that he does other things that, um, so I always worry, uh, about guys like that, that I like because I don't want them to go away too soon. Right. They, they tend to. So hearing him admit and, and know, that he's got this problem and, 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 uh, makes me feel better because yeah. he, people around him know. Exactly. More people kind of keep an eye on him. Yeah, exactly. So, um, go out there and we'll talk about preacher a little bit more later in the episode. Um, but I, I want, I wanted to make everybody aware about that. Um, before we get into San Diego comic-con, there's two, two, three things. One thing we, I'm blabbery, but <laughs> one thing kind of leaks into Comic-Con that we're going to talk about um, before we get into Comic-Con proper. But first, we haven't talked about Joe Bob Briggs. No, and we haven't. Joe Bob <laughs> broke Shudder. Yes. He broke it yes. like the manly man he is. Like Absolutely. A, a <laughs> he broke it like a stallion. <laughs> Because the man's just a beast that way. He is. He's my cowboy. And you know, <laughs> the show, and we love him to pieces. And um, I don't think enough pe- He was trending on Twitter massively. Every movie on that, that thing, on the last drive-in, was uh, t- trending. Every, every time it came up, that was the next trend topic. And uh, not enough people, I think, gave Joe Bob enough love on that. Because he, Shudder didn't know what they had. Until it happened. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> done. So, Joe Bob broke shutter. And um, uh, now, after, after they fixed it, sort of, uh, Joe Bob is coming back to shutter. Yeah. Joe Bob, yeah. Joe Bob wins. Joe Bob realized that he is loved. Enough people... Broke the freaking internet. He broke the internet. He pulled the Neil Gaiman. And he Have, broke Yeah, he did. So, Joe Bob, we love you. Yay. Yay. So, um, and uh, I'm working on a super secret project, oh, Joe cool. Bob related, that um, I'm hoping to pull off. And if I do, and if my cohort in this, um, who whose initials are TG... That's all I'll say. If we pull it off, I think the ladies and the gents out there may be very thrilled if we pull it off. Because I think it's, it's a super secret project that we're working on. So I'll just say that no more. You can do it. <laughs> um, the other, uh, surpri- there's a lot of surprises that happened over the last couple of weeks since we've, we've recorded something. And the biggest, one of the biggest was what Nathan Fillion dropped on everyone's head. Barb, did you see it yet? I have not. You know what I'm talking. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? I don't. I don't. 
<gasps> I am like sitting here at the, on the, the Barb, edge of my seat. Barb is going to pee herself. Barb's going to pee herself. Prepare oh, for pain. Do I need? Do I need to grab a towel real quick? You need soon? depends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you need to female astronaut this bit. Um, oh, so Nathan Fillion surprised everybody with a fan film that he stars in alongside <gasps> Stephen Lang. No way. Charted. And he, and he was Nathan Drake. Okay. Yeah. And it, All right. I, I'm leaking now. <laughs> um, so, so Nathan Fillion drops this on. No, no one knew about it. It was like, a, it was his super secret project. And uh, it was as good as you could imagine it was. I mean, he looked fan-freaking-tastic. Oh, he was beating the shit out of guys and punching people and jumping around and he looks fit as hell and then Stephen Lang shows up and it's like porn it's yeah yeah it it couldn't be anything but porn oh my god (laughs) yeah so it's on YouTube right now you can go watch it and yeah and um I believe we posted it on fangirlmag.com and if we did it I'm gonna beat myself up but um (laughs) But it's it is on YouTube. It's a fan film. It's not licensed from at all. That which is insane if you think about it. Um, And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty fantastic. I don't think I posted it. Oh my god, I'm a horrible (gasps) human. (gasps) What the hell, Jess? We'll have it up on Fangirl for you. I'm sorry. It was hot. And so was Lame the, the heat. Yeah. So, um, but it's it, it is up on YouTube. At the time that it, it was released, it was like everywhere. It was insane how people it spread like wildfire. No one knew about it. He teased it and then it dropped. And um, it's 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 just like that Deadpool footage mm-hmm. where you're like, oh my god, please make a movie. Yeah. And so I I reposted it uh, personally on my Facebook and on Twitter and begged everybody, please make this a Deadpool. Do Deadpool to this. Make it a movie. Because, you know, the other thing that I don't think people realize about Nathan Fillion is that he's not a young guy. I mean, he's, right. he's almost 50. Yeah, yeah. 40 years old. And he looks that freaking good and is kicking that much ass. <sighs> that's that is why you know respect the fillion you know he he looked great on castle now he's like doing that he's in that new series the rookie and running around and being a badass and that and and then mm. this oh my god I, I feel for barb she doesn't know what she's in for well i know what i'm doing after we're done <laughs> <laughs> I just need to go get another couple of towels out of the dryer and prepare. Yeah, thanks, Jess. You're welcome. So, uh, yeah, and so I guess we can go into our uh, San Diego Comic Con uh, bit because we'll save the bad stuff for last. Why don't we do that? Yeah. Um, oh. Before we go to San Diego Comic-Con, I want to remind everybody, because it was my favorite movie so far this year, one of them, one of my top movies, Ready Player One hit Blu-ray today. Sweet. And and if you haven't seen Ready Player One, you need to rectify that right now. It kind of was the movie that got forgotten a little bit, um, but it's you need to watch it. If you're a geek at all, watch this movie. If you love, I mean, it it is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory for geeks. It, it, It has no... 
you know, illusions that it isn't. It knows it is to the point that they made the um, the character James Halliday in this. They actually um, the writer that uh, um, oh I'm just blinked on his name, but uh, oh, frack. now I got to look it up because I completely forgot about it. Ernest Ernest Klein. That's it. I didn't have to see it. Hi, it came. In. Um, Ernest Klein actually says that uh, he. He, in his head, saw Gene Wilder as mm-hmm. the character when he was writing it. And in the movie, Steven Spielberg did this beautiful tribute to Gene Wilder in making um, James Halliday, the older version, look like the older Gene Wilder. Oh, wow. Exactly like him. He's got that curly white hair that Gene Wilder had right before he passed. And oh. he looks, it, 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 I like the minute I saw him on screen, I started crying. Because oh. I'm like, I, I knew what that was. I knew right. what that was. It dis- destroyed me. Um, so definitely go buy Ready Player One. And I would actually suggest for you to buy it at Walmart because I did. And I got, um, it's that. That box that they have is uh, only a couple dollars more than the regular one, and it comes with a a pretty decently sized Rubik's cube keychain. Oh, cool! And, and stickers because <laughs> I'm a dork and I wanted these. <laughs> well, that would make two of us because now I'm just like, other than watching the Fillion film, I'm just like, okay, I need to go to Walmart after I'm done taping too. <laughs> Well, and the other cool thing about Ready Player One is if you're a fan of The Shining, mm-hmm. there, there is a sequence in this movie that will make you flip your shit. And not only that, it's got Chucky in it, um, Jason Voorhees is in it, uh, Freddy Krueger's in it, the Iron Giant's in it. Um, yeah. every Everything, every pop culture thing is in this movie. Chucky plays like an actual big deal in the battle, so it's pretty fantastic. Plus, you have the hottie from um, from Rogue One in it that's the bad guy. He's the bad guy in this, too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can tell I haven't seen this either because I couldn't find anybody that wanted to see it with me. So I've been like a total fail to like all the cool shit going on because I'm just like sitting in my cave just unaware of and, and oblivious to everything. Yeah, see, you need to, like, live in Oregon with me so we can go do this crap. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so if you see Ben Mendel, Ben Mendelsohn is, is hot. I don't, he's, uh, he's, ah, uh, he plays all the bad guys and he does it really well and he seems like such a nice dude um, <laughs> when he's interviewed, but he knows how to play bad. And, uh, yeah, so check out Ready Player One. It is absolutely beautiful, too. That's the other thing. And the music's fantastic, so please. Go see, go go buy it, support it. We want to. They made a sequel to it. I think we want a sequel be to be made for the film. And Simon Pegg's in it. Oh my oh, god! Okay. Simon Pegg is in it too. Yeah, and yeah, he belongs in that world. Um, so San Diego Comic Con happened. I wasn't there this year for the first time in like ten. Um, so it was hard for me. It of was course hard. you weren't there at the one where Tom Hardy was, Jessica. I, shut up. Damn it. I know. Because I was waiting for you to be like, I'm going to go. And I'm like, oh, bitch, I'm sending you money. <laughs> I want you to get me a Venom pop. And I want you to get me an autograph. And I want you to get a picture with, hey, Barb, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I, trust that I was set for that, Jess. I, I am so sorry. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Trust me. Um, Johnny Depp showed up. Yeah. Johnny Depp was in care in costume. And, care. <gasps> and Momoa was there too. Yeah, but, I know. You know. <laughs> I know. So yeah, Johnny Depp showed up, and I'm I hate people. I no, hate I do too. Yeah. I hate. I hate so Johnny Depp shows up in his full-on Grindelwald glory, and people were booing before he came out on stage when he showed up on the monitors um, in the trailer. And I'm like, what the fuck? Really? 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 Yeah. This is, this is some true blue Avengers crap that you did when Mark Ruffalo came out on stage as being announced as being Banner. They were booing him. Okay. Now they're like, his ass, you know, it's like, it's my Ruffle Hulk. Yeah. At least it wasn't freaking, oh, we'll, we'll go into this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold out hope that it could happen. But, you know, they have Joaquin Phoenix is the, is the, the Joker now. I would totally be down with him being the Joker over Jared Leto any day. I, I just saying. Well, I don't, but, I, but now Jared Leto is going to be Morbius, so I'm okay with that. I, I would rather him be Morbius than Joker. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Because uh, they were talking about doing, yeah. So anyway, we're going to have to hop it. See, I mentioned like Ruffalo and then, and then it's yeah, like, goes yeah. from there. <laughs> but yeah, so Johnny Depp showed up as uh, Grindelwald in costume. And he looked, he looked tired. Yeah, but he looked okay. I mean, this is where we go back to. I'm worried about my guys mm -hmm. because if we all, um, if anyone read that, I cried again. I'm not an emotional bitch. I cried reading that Johnny Depp interview with Rolling Stone. Yeah, because I see what's happening with him, and it 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 it's one of those things. Like I want to protect him because mm -hmm. he doesn't have anyone that gives two fucks. Exactly. And, you know, you know, we know that Joseph Gilgan has people watching him and are friends with him from everything we've seen. But Johnny, Johnny's like on this horrible course of self-destruction and drinking himself. You know, his heroes are all gone. You know, mm -hmm. Hunter's dead. And he killed himself, you know. Yeah. So I'm just like watching this and um, I'm begging people, please don't. You know, look, look, at, if you read it, the crap that his family has done and things like that that come from that interview and people are like, yeah, this is going on. I just, I don't like hearing people booing him. No, no. And, and, and it, the booing stemmed from just because Amber Heard was there and everyone's like, oh, you beat her up. You're a woman abuser. You shouldn't be here and all this other crap. And, and uh, two of them, she's the one that's been actually charged with abuse. Yeah. Isn't that the funny thing, though? You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I am not too pleased with the reaction, but fuck the trailer no, for I don't that. Know. Looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> it really, really does. He looks amazing in it. And, and the whole time, oh, God, it looks so good and dark and, and, and big. I love the little, the little baby Newt. The little mm -hmm. baby Newt. Yes, look just like him. Um, so uh, be nicer. Come on, everybody's like, "Well, I'm going to support this abuser." There's no. <sighs> I, just yeah. I mean, I'm not condoning any kind of abuse towards one or the other, but still, you know. 
it we'll talk about that later when we get to the other uh, yeah the other thing uh, that yeah. you know is coming the other yeah. thing that you know is coming um preacher was there which we've already talked a little bit about joe gilgan um if you guys have been watching preacher this season holy shit dude i oh i am so freaking happy that colin cunningham has been added <laughs> i fucking adore him i loved him as slink on blood drive i wish there was another season of blood drive coming and his character of tc i think is just fucking perfect i think he's just charming as <laughs> shit he even what's funny is you can't he more he's a morpher yes because you know, I know Eric, wherever you are, I haven't heard from you in a hundred million years, um, but Eric would sing the praises of Slink, you know, yes. like his show. And it isn't until you look it up and you're like, oh my God, that's that guy. Exactly. He's oh. amazing. And I hit Eric up. I was right when um, <laughs> the season started. I'm like, I'm like Colin Cunningham's on Preacher and he's just like he is great casting for TC but I don't think he has a way uh, I don't think Eric had a way of watching Preacher yeah, he, I don't he, know if he's he seen it but oh my god he's so good and yes. like the, 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 the things that happen in this season so far like him sniffing her colostomy bag uh, yeah <laughs> that I, when he did that just offhandedly I just was like oh <gasps> What the oh, there's hell? something you don't see every day. <laughs> what the hell did you just do? <laughs> oh my god. So there was that, and then this last episode, oh my god. Our our friend Mezji, who is on who 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 just adores everybody on the show. These like the three characters are her people. Um I, I, I was worried about her because I'm like, oh my god, has she seen this yet? Is she dead? Did she die? Right. Because the whole thing of of Cassidy getting himself all spiffied up and going on a date yeah. on a vampire dating site and then and then the fangs kick bad again. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, you know what? You you can rip my throat out. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like okay. I'm not gonna stop you. It's 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 okay. Yeah. It's, it's okay. We do what you have to do. <laughs> it's it's okay. Just make it hurt a little just, bit more. Just make it hurt. It's just okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. I'll let you. Um, <laughs> so you got that going on. You got Tulip just being badass. You've got mm -hmm. everybody's good. Like every damn character. It's so well written for everybody this season. There's no yeah. dis imbalance to it. And then, and then they ended the episode with us seen that we're going to have the entire Cassidy standalone comic. Nice. Yes. Which is which is where he hooks up with that group of wannabe vampires with the the foppish vampire guy. Mm -hmm. and, and they've got the foppish vampire guy being played by John Fugel Singh's vampire cousin. <laughs> he looks amazing. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is going to be so fucking Oh my god. Yes. 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 I <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I, oh, I, I, no. I, oh, girl. <laughs> I just... I feel I, you. I am just in love with this show. This season's been so good. And the problem I have with AMC is in the, in the you know, 
they don't give it as much love as they do The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking, even Fear the Walking Dead. And that's sad. It deserves to be watched. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I. It's a fun show. It's you've got, you've got the blood, you've got the gore part. You've, I mean, it's just it's fun. And yeah. if you're not watching it, you should, because I think if you tune in and catch it, just like a little bit of an episode, it'll hook you. It totally will. And and the characters are so good. And it's interesting to me that all three leads are are from the UK. Mm-hmm. Because Ruth Nega is as Irish as Cassidy. And, See, yeah. And I didn't know that. So here's what, here's some homework for Barb and for everyone else out there. There is this amazing show called The Misfits that is on Hulu, and you can watch all the seasons. And it just so happens that every good actor, younger, youngish uh, UK actor, was in it. Oh, and, wow. And uh, Gilgan is a main character for like the last two or three seasons of the show. Mm-hmm. Robert Sheehan, who you've recently seen in uh, Bad Samaritan and is now... The, one of the, the male lead in um, uh, the new Peter Jackson movie. And oh, okay. he, he is one of the leads in the Umbrella Academy series coming. Ooh, yay. Yeah. He's um, 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 Boris, not Boris, what's his name? He's the guy that um, can possess people. Oh, oh um, damn it. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'll look it up because uh, that's what we do on this show. Um, <laughs> But anyway, he is in the first couple of seasons of it. And then Ruth Negus shows up in an episode, a couple episodes. Oh, and then Gilgan's in it. And I don't think Dom Cooper shows up, but God, he shows up in everything. So, yeah, it's a fantastic show. And um, you got, if you guys are, are fans of Gilgan, go watch it. Because it's super, super good. And it's about um, this group of, they're called the Misfits. And what they, who they are is there was this electrical storm that happens in London really quickly. Because I'm going off track again. <sighs> That's what I do. <laughs> there was an electrical storm in London that causes every all these certain people to get superpowers. And these this group gets them that were together on this. Um, they they are all in trouble with the law, so they're in like a uh, a gang uh, chain gang kind of a thing where they're having to do community service. And so they all get their powers. And you go, it, it's just really really good. Um, not a lot of people talk about it enough. It's kind of like preacher in that way. Right. So, um, yeah. So, in the next season of, or next episode of Preacher, we get introduced to a character named Echorus. Echorus is the the foppish vampire guy, and he's played by um, Adam Crowsdale, who was in a series called Rain. And he's also the voices. He does a lot of voice work, which makes me really happy because I like oh, cool. voice. Yeah. And he he is in Batman Ninja, and he does get this not only Nightwing, but Alfred Pennyworth. What? <laughs> so he's the voice of Alfred and Nightwing. And oh, that's funny. Batman Ninja. So go go figure that one out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you guys should be watching Preacher, and the other show that you should be watching that um, is, you know, a lot of people compared this to. Um, Ash versus Evil Dead when it was on. Well, now that's gone. So we have this. You have this to save you. Mm-hmm. Stand against evil. There you go. 
And if you haven't seen Stand Against Evil, it is absolutely not Ash versus Evil Dead. Stan is nothing like Ash other than they're um, middle-aged badasses. That's it. That's really the comparison right there. Because Stan is more like your dad than Ash. <laughs> and Stan drinks beer. He doesn't do anything else. He doesn't mess around with chicks. He's not a, uh, you know, a... a poon hound like ash was <laughs> but um <laughs> we're classy here on this show um, i'm gonna start using that to describe hound. like a bunch of people i know <laughs> it's apt it's very accurate for a lot of people <laughs> but the great thing about stand against evil is that the guy who made it dana gould is a massive old school horror fan and john mcginley cares about this show he loves it he's a producer on it and so the and and this show gets a lot of 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 people that uh we would recognize as geeky dorks that we are like last Mm -hmm. season we had not only jeffrey combs but um oh i gotta look him up because i keep forgetting his freaking name um (laughs) uh he played the wear pony on Stand Against Evil, Wear Pony. Thank you, computer, as I'm so classy looking this up. Uh, so, anyway, there's an episode called The Wear Pony, and it is exactly what you think. It is Stephen Ogg. How can I forget that there. name? Yes. So, if anybody should play the Joker, it's that guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> so, anyway, Stephen Ogg shows up as, as a cowboy that turns into a demonic pony. And yeah, that's an actual thing. And so he shows up. Jeffrey Combs is in this show. Uh, It's crazy. All the people that that show up in this in this series. And so this season, uh, Dana Gould just decides, fuck it. I'm just going to do what I want. And he is going to have in as in the new trailer, you can go see it. Watch the trailer. We've got the Night Stalker. So there's like this massive nod to Carl Koljak going on. There's X-Files, there's Dark Shadows, McLovin shows up as a vampire. Nice. And, and, and yeah, so it is crazy good looking. I, I'm stupidly excited for the new season of the show. It comes on Halloween. If you want to get caught up, if you haven't watched any episodes, go on Hulu. It's The first two seasons are on Hulu, and you need to watch them. IFC has a great show on their hands with this, and not enough people talk about Stand Against Evil. It's a good show. So, before we get to James McAvoy's amazing, amazingness from Glass, I have to talk about, we're going to, we're waiting for Barb, because Barb can't handle the Aquaman yet. I don't think, oh. I think we're too, too fresh on Nathan Billion. I would really, really like to handle the Aquaman, though. <laughs> we, we know. Yeah, get a little, you know, get a little wet with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling you do that often when it comes to this. Oh. <laughs> you just don't know the half of it, sister. <laughs> so the Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer actually yes. made me cry. I'm so uh. an emotional wreck. <laughs> July is just not a fun month for me. And so like everything. And when I saw like Mothra's wings furl out. In that trailer, mm-hmm. I just, like I was done. 
I, oh my god, it looks so goddamn good. I, I, I that's it. That's it. It's all yeah. I got. I it need just, it now. The I call it Godzilla the Apology because the first one I was promised. I was promised Heisenberg versus Godzilla. It was Brian Cranston was made out to be the main thing in that movie. Mm-hmm. He, he was in the trailer. He was all over the trailer. And what we got was Mr. Mm-hmm. Kick-Ass. I look into the camera, like the same expression <laughs> on my face, the entire film. And I don't care about you. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> yeah, I, that was basically the first movie for me until like the last 15 minutes. And then, and then it was just Godzilla fighting you know, he looked amazing, and, and, and then the whole scene with him ripping the jaws open on the thing. But he was fought, fighting the nondescript monsters that had yeah. no bearing on anything. I, I'm like, I what are you? I don't give a shit. Exactly. Like, this! <laughs> I was just, yeah, I'm looking around the theater. I'm like, what exactly are we watching here? The, yeah, and so what I was I told my husband, I'm like, this is the apology. I half expect Godzilla to have the voice of Brian Cranston whenever he's doing the 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 the, the breath instead of the breath, you know that ah, you know that that, that right. Godzilla. Instead, it's Heisenberg. You know, like <laughs> that, I knock. You know, like that's gonna be. The sound you hear, not the the Godzilla cry. It's gonna be Brian Cranston, guy, ah, you know. It's the apology for that crap. And so, thank you, King Kong or in Skull Island, for giving us this because this is where we were going with it. And um, oh my God! So we had Rodan, we had Mothra, we had Ghidra, we had Godzilla. There's the room. Everybody's like, I saw Gamera. So uh, I have to go back and rewatch it like 15 times to figure out where they saw Gamera. And then you have, you know, and Mothra's there. It just looks amazing. All the good actors are back from the original. Um, all the good actors. <laughs> back. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. So I am, um, I am really excited about Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. If you can't tell. Holy shit. And the toys that are going to come from this. I'm. Ooh, that's the best part. Uh-huh. And then they did the announcement on top of that that yes, the next it looks like the next in the series is going to be Kong versus Godzilla because they Hell released the yes, and that means hopefully Tom Hiddleston's back being all sweaty in the jungle. Oh, oh yay! Because <laughs> that's what we want. Who needs a giant ape when you got him? You <laughs> would <laughs> just be pretty. Just be swing from the vine and. Just equal in our sexism and just uh, just be pretty, Tom. Just stand there and look pretty. Just pretty. Just be just pretty. Pretty and sweaty and half dressed and, and yeah. arms all rolled up sleeves. Yeah. That's mm. good. Good. That's I'd be good. Do that. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um this look pensive and think of, of Taylor Swift and how she hurt you. Hey, oh God. Throw Taylor Swift in the movie. Let her get ripped to pieces by Kong. Oh, and God. Then, like, that would be awesome. Oh, I'm sorry. Dude. <laughs> and then just focus back on Tom, just like standing there being all sweaty. <laughs> and smiling. Bitch, <laughs> got what you deserve. <laughs> Fuck yeah, ape. <laughs> and the banana. <laughs> exactly. And then that would be the end. And I would go and watch that, like, I don't know, 50, 100 times. Horrible people. Do that 
you listen to us. So the glass trailer, speaking of pretty, the glass trailer came out and it looks as good as I had wished and prayed for. I mean, yeah. it looks amazing. It re- he um, Shyamalan has gone back to that whole making it look like a comic. He's got the prime the colors for each character down. Uh, it's just it's so cool. I mean, it looks so so good. And I don't know how James McAvoy does it. I mean, he oh, no. he's he he needs an Oscar nomination for this. Absolutely, I completely agree just with you. From the trailer, just just from the trailer, he needs it. He should got one for Split. But this looks freaking great. It looks so good. And him fighting Bruce Willis. Oh, God. It just, I can't even, yeah. That's That's the one that most of the people I know are looking forward to seeing the most. Oh, yeah. Out of everything. They're just like, no, I'm all about glass. You know, fuck everything else. I'm like, okay, I gotcha. Well, and the other thing that I like about it is they're bringing Anna, Anna Anya Taylor-Joy back. You know, mm-hmm. she was the survivor from Split, and she's in this. And so they're bringing everybody back. I mean, I really like the fact that they're doing that. They're not kind of leaving, leaving her away. Yeah. And uh, if you guys have seen The Witch, if you haven't seen The Witch yet, what the hell is uh, I I'm, love The Witch, and so I'm many getting, people... I'm, getting my my black philip funko pop tomorrow oh i hate you <laughs> it coming it's gonna come tomorrow so oh, is this this is my amazon prime <laughs> but uh, yeah so if if you haven't seen that she's the lead actress in the witch and it it yeah her, she's great i'm just excited it the whole yeah. damn thing looks amazing so Shyamalan has done an, a fantastic job. People are already making some snarky comments that I've seen about what's the switch, you know, what's the what's the big switcheroo, and right, like ass being kicked. <laughs> that's, your that's what they need. I'm just, yeah, I've seen the same shit. I'm just like, shut up. Be glad we got it. I don't, yeah, you know, really, uh, it's amazing. Um, the other biggie at the show, and um, the one that I've actually got. Uh, a little bit of history with is the new Halloween film. Yay! <clears throat> and they showed uh, footage at the show. Um, I'm super excited. Um, the next issue of Horror Hound, um, there's two issues coming of Horror Hound, and one is going to be a Halloween special, and the other is going to be the regular next issue, which I have a massive article um, with my uh, coverage of the of the film from being on set. Right thing that I loved about this that was everywhere when it happened was what happened with the guy that um, came specifically to that show to meet Jamie Lee Curtis and tell her how she saved his life. Mm-hmm. And if did you see that? The coverage I did. of that? Yeah. I, I, uh, I thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And she wa- she's amazing, by the way. Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't give a shit. And it doesn't surprise me at all that she just walked right down and hugged the guy. Yeah. So Halloween is going to be great. I'm stupidly excited for this movie. Um, I I love the fact that horror was the big thing at at Comic-Con this year. That Mm -hmm. really was the big thing, a lot of it. Um, Because like it or not, Venom is a horror movie. Yeah. It's body Uh horror. I heard that there was a little bit of leaked footage where they show Venom actually biting the head off of somebody. (laughs) 
Sorry. I'm just like, you know. <laughs> Tom Hardy <laughs> could bite any part of me off. And uh, I'm completely uh, happy with it. I knew, I knew you were going to go there. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that I, I'm just... Not enough people are talking about is uh, Good Omens. And thanks to, I don't know if it was shown at San Diego, but at the same time that that was all going on, I think Amazon had a big presence there. Good Omens, the series, um, was released finally, finally. We got footage from the new series. And, of course, this is like, I, I think I wished really hard for this to happen. Um, David Tennant plays a demon. Michael Sheehan plays an angel. And uh, Miranda Richardson, Nick Offerman are in it. And now Francis McDormand is the voice of God. Oh, sweet. Oh, and by the way, John Hamm is an angel too. Nice. <laughs> so it's like, I wished really hard. And David Tennant is <sighs> got hair back from Dr. That hair. Oh, okay. And it's red. It's red. It's <sighs> and Michael Sheehan is all white and pure. And I remember David Tennant saying when he first got the role of Dr. Who that he was like looking around for Michael Sheehan if, in case he was going to try and kill him and take it. So it's oh. sort of like we have two doctors kind of together. One's an angel, one's a devil. And it's, it's it's David Tennant's a demon. I'm in. <laughs> and he's That's all, like, all I need to hear. All rock star looking too. He's got like sunglasses and shit and he looks beautiful. And Neil Gaiman's the showrunner. Oh. Okay. Because yeah, I'm totally in now. It's based off the book that he did with Terry Pratchett. And once again, mm -hmm. Jessica cried <laughs> because uh, they showed footage. Neil Gaiman posted it on, I think, Instagram of... The bookstore Crowley has a bookstore. Um, mm -hmm. David Tennant's demon owns a bookstore in the in the in the book and in the series. And they panned over to this display, and it, and and Neil Gaiman said this was the hat left behind by the the customer who will be back, and it was Terry's hat. Oh, it was Terry Pratchett's hat. Nice. Yeah, it was very sad and and beautiful tribute because you know Terry would be in a bookstore. Right. And oh, <laughs> it was beautiful. And so, yeah, good omens. Go check out the trailer and be in awe. Um, and then we ha come to The Walking Dead. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> um, I, don't, I, I don't know if that's a yay exclamation or a yay question mark at this point. <laughs> the Walking Well, the, the thing is. You know, everybody knew Andrew Lincoln was going. That wasn't like a big surprise that mm -hmm. he announced that. And everyone knew. Um, the thing I'm surprised by, I said, I, I called it, I said they were going to announce that the 10th season was the final season, but they didn't do that. So, you know, God forbid, should we end it on a, uh, before it really tanks? Um, yeah. But the thing that's interesting to me was the announcement that I did post this on Fangirl um, <laughs> that uh, that it's it's telling to me because Greg Nicotero is going to be a showrunner of his own on Creep Show. Right. Yeah. So you've got Andrew Lincoln leaving. 
Greg Nicotero is going to be a showrunner, so he's not going to have the the time. There's no way he's going to have the time and energy that he used to put in The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And really, I feel like he was the one manning that ship um, because of all the issues that it's been having. Because the oh, guy no. that was in charge didn't have, even though he was still at the Iron Fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> he was at that at San Diego, and I'm trying to figure out why. Yeah. Um, but uh, now they're talking about having Norman Reedus be the the main dude in the show, yeah. and and it's like Daryl. The guy that you've turned into a, a grunting machine, that's all he does. He doesn't talk. Right. You know, God forbid, should we actually make it Negan, who has some charisma. Mm-hmm. You haven't turned into a mute walking thing with a, uh, got my bow. You know, it's like, you really neutered Daryl. He and used my make, motorcycle. Yeah, you used to make him interesting. And now it's like, we're going to throw money at Norman Reedus and make him the lead because that's what we think people want. Yeah. No, that's not what we want. <laughs> I was hoping the last few seasons, and I think I told you, I'm like, I think it would be brilliant for them to kill Daryl off at X, you know, at this point or this point or this point because he's never going to. No, because that'll be like the the death of their fan base. Well, it's not just that. Daryl's the only character that AMC owns. Like oh. he's he's the only original AMC character, right? And oh, so, that sucks. so yeah, so they're never going to they're never going to get rid of him because they can market the shit out of him. Yeah, the comics. Damn. He's only show, so he's always going to be safe. That's the thing that sucks is he's always going to be safe. You know, he's not going to die. <sighs> So my hope was that they were going to make it Negan, mm-hmm. just switch it up, you know, be a redemption story. Then fuck, why not? Yeah. Um, but instead, they're they're putting all their money on on Daryl, who a lot of fans are kind of like, Ugh, yeah, at this point. And uh, but the one thing, the one one thing that um, that I was excited about that came from. The, the San Diego Comic-Con experience was the fact they are going to go into the comics more currently. They're going to do a, the time jump, which we kind of knew they were going to do thanks to right. Fear of the Walking Dead. But they got Samantha Morton to play Alpha, who oh. is a female villain. Nice. And um, the Alpha is actually... Um, she is one of the whispers, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she is one of the whispers, and uh, they're the ones that how they live is uh, they have learned to whisper like this around the dead, and they can't be heard, and they wear the skins of the zombies. Ah. So it's really creepy because they go yeah. around wearing dead people. To 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 fit into the hordes, and they talk mm-hmm. like that. So they're so it's kind of like zombies meets like a quiet place type of yeah type and, of thing. Yeah, and, but it's she's that the bad thing is though <laughs> for those of you that like a lot of the characters on the show, a lot of people die when these guys show up. Yay! Oh, am I supposed to be happy? No. No, no, people that we actually like on this show are going to die. 
specifically one really good looking king. Uh, oh, well, yeah. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. So, like, oh, fuck. They're Damn coming it. with this. Isn't going to be good. Go got somewhere else. Bitch, go. <laughs> so, yeah, that uh, bad things are probably going to happen very soon. Don't don't be surprised. Of course, Daryl's going to be safe, but no um. one else. Will be. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other thing they talked about was that they're going to focus on female le- leadership. Okay. So here's my call. Here's what I'm going to guess. This is my guess. And I was I was wrong about the tenth season thing because I thought maybe just maybe they'd stop milking a dead horse if it was to that point. Yeah. But here's what I think is going to happen. Um, I think that Rick isn't going to die. They're not going to mm-hmm. kill. Rick. Uh, I I don't I don't think he's going to die. I think what they're going to do is they're going to move away from the group proper, mm-hmm. and they're going to focus on because they said female leadership. Well, that tells me, you know, even if Maggie's leaving, I think they're going to like leave these guys over here and focus on another group and have Michonne and company go that way, right? And Daryl and them go off, and then they're going to leave the other group behind and probably for the final season whenever that may be <laughs> 20 will, years later yeah, 30 years later <laughs> um, they will have you know Andrew Lincoln show up for a special like <gasps> the return of crimes you know yeah. like that'll that'll happen because what I do you think because um, John Bernthal has been return or has returned to the series what do you think his role is going to be i think he's just going to be a dream sequence is he going to be just like a little flashback or something you think yeah yeah probably that's all i mean really that's all i can think they'll they're going to do i don't think they're going to kill rick i i think that's stupid if they kill yeah. rick, you you know that's what that, that's your that's your meal ticket when you want to do like a special event you bring back rick grimes right I mean, and all along, it's been Rick's story, essentially. So to kill him off would be to kill the story off. It was story, if you go by the comics. But, oh. you know, they picked that up. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah. He's still alive in the comics, kids. He's still alive. And it was really all about Carl. And mm-hmm. dealing his, through his eyes. But they kind of fucked that up, didn't they? Yeah, they um, did. <laughs> so... There you go on that one. Um, so we're going to skip a couple things because, you know, they had a big bunch of Doctor Who stuff there and they had the big reveal of the Sonic Jack Rabbit. I'm sorry, Screwdriver. <laughs> a lot of people are like, Jessica, why are you so hating on the new Doctor Who? I'm like, because we were supposed to be the whole equality thing and it was supposed to be this, you know, that was their, their reason for it. And, they give her a sonic screwdriver that's got a pink crystal. Aww. And looks like a dildo. Because it's so pretty. So pretty. And it's curved and for her pleasure. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know. I'm sorry. I can't help it. I can't help it. It looks horrible. It looks so bad. And then their <laughs> ad campaign. I, I, you know, I, I am willing to give it a shot. You know, I really am. As much as I go on about it, I really am wanting it to succeed because I like Doctor Who. I love Doctor <laughs> Who. My entire car is Doctor Who. But they're doing this so horribly. They're saying they're not going to bring back any of the... This season's not going to have any old school villains. It's all going to be new crap. Well, okay. Chibnall is a, a, a horrible writer when it comes to 
quote unquote new crap. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, a lot of people, what are we going to, you know, no Cybermen, no Daleks, at least do a nod or something. New stuff. We're all about new stuff. And their marketing campaign, they did that preview thing. And it looked like it was like a restaurant delivery, <laughs> a restaurant delivery uh, thing. I was like, what, what the hell? Like, in these, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing. Um, it so, sounds yeah. bad. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't look bode well. A lot of people are just mocking it. I, I don't know why they couldn't keep the screwdriver around. I guess it's because the doctor, you know, they they always have to have that new screwdriver thing, even though 12 had um, Matt Smith's for a while. But whatever. I mean, it. good luck, Jody. Good luck, Jody. <laughs> you go, girl. You do it. You do you. Um, <laughs> Even though you you hate animals and in your video interview oh. that you did, I don't even. I I couldn't stand her in Broadchurch. No, I couldn't stand her, and she just the things I've seen just remind me of spastic Matt Smith, the beginning, and it's like why, why would you be my best friends? No, <laughs> no. No. If I ask really nicely, will you be my best friends? No. I'll let you touch my I'll let you touch <laughs> my rabbit. Sonic. <laughs> God, I can't help it, man. I can't unsee it. It it's there. Um it's pink yeah. and pretty. Do you want to touch it? <laughs> touch it. Uh, so Aquaman, speaking of wanting to touch it. Um mm-hmm. Barb, I will let you go on on this one. I will shut up and let you go. Oh, permission to come aboard? Absolutely. <laughs> Just, oh my lord. Yeah, I saw that trailer drop and I dropped everything and I'm like, let's see what you're going to bring me, James Wan. And, uh, yeah, I, I am ready to get my ticket. It, um, it looks... It looks like it's going to be a good time. It looks like it's going to be a little bit hokey, but it's Aquaman. It's not fucking Shakespeare. So I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be full of puns and everything. Um, this, um, it's a beautiful, it's beautifully made. Like you can, and it's like you're under the, you know, the ocean and you got the sharks and everything. Um, a bad guy. Yeah. And uh-huh. you got, you know. Amber Heard, but uh, that's all I yeah. have to say about her. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> the Black Manta looked great. Did you yeah. see that? That looked yes. awesome. Oh my god! I, I really, I, I was surprised. I'm like, you, they can't f this up. They, they really can't. No, they, he's, he's it, going it, into it with a with a lot of baggage. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are saying that they wish that this would have come out before Justice League. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it could have, I think they had to at least have him set up a little bit, you know, yeah. and, and really, really sell us on it. Mm-hmm. But I've a- actually seen images of him in the, he's actually going to be wearing the orange shirt. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. Yeah. I've, I've seen stuff hinting that he's actually going to have that green pants and orange shirt thing going on at some point in the movie. And I can't wait. <laughs> 
is is he going to be riding a pink seahorse? Because I'd be done with that. Too. <laughs> are, you, are you are you are you hinting that you'd volunteer as tribute? <laughs> oh, I might be. My husband uh, keeps picking on me. He's like, you know, he's going to cut his hair and dye a blonde and hop on a seahorse. Okay. Uh, and I'm just like, you just shut your whore mouth. And he's like, well, he is. He's like, you just wait for it. I'm just like, whatever. Haters gotta hate. I'd be okay. He'd look good blonde. Yeah. He would look good bald. I don't give a shit. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, whatever. With any and all of the above. The man is pretty much, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's good. He he's good to go. He's your moon and stars. Yes, absolutely. He's your moon and stars. I want to go drink beer with him and throw axes. That's what I want to do. I want to. No, you don't. That's not what oh, you want to do. Well, just start not, off with. That's not what. You it, it, it's it's one of the things I want to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let me help you with that phone, <laughs> Jason. Um. So, <laughs> Last, before we get to our interview with the awesome director of Another Wolf Cop, um, we have to at least touch upon the bullshit. Oh, yay. This was the cloud, yeah, the cloud over Comic-Con, which was, of course, the firing of James Gunn. Ooh. Yeah, this is complete horseshit, and everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. And Disney bowed down to bullshit now i don't know if it's them trying to be quote-unquote fair and balanced because they fired roseanne barr but there's a big fucking difference i told you the discussing between what roseanne barr did and between what james gunn did james gunn posted 10 years ago stupid bad taste jokes Mm -hmm. roseanne barr was openly a racist bitch. Exactly. There's no two ways about it. James Gunn wasn't wearing a Hitler costume at a photo shoot baking Jew cookies. Roseanne Barr did that. Roseanne, Roseanne Barr, Barr did a lot of yeah. fucking nasty ass shit. Yes. Yes, she has. And for Disney to think there is equation between the two of them no. is ridiculous and that's why god love bobcat goldthwaite yes bobcat goldthwaite called disney out on their bullshit and he did it with no fucks given he basically said i want you to take my voice out of this new ride that you had me do because i've said some really stupid jokes before too by the way you know what james woods was there and hey are you still making money off of that movie powder with the convicted pedophile Uh, yep you know and I, i mean we can talk about a lot of things that disney has done and people that they have cast Mm -hmm. I I love the fact that no one's talking about, you know, Bette Midler was cast in Hocus Pocus. Bette Midler, who was a fixture at all the gay bathhouses back in her day. Right. Not that that's bad, but okay. A lot of people are going to say, how dare you, Disney? Mm -hmm. No one had a problem with that. That's not wholesome. I don't want my kids knowing about that. What? She used to sing with fake boobs that were puppets. Yes, she did. Yeah. You gonna? Are you gonna? You know, remove Hocus? I don't think you're not gonna air Hocus Pocus Disney. 
because that's a cash cow for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sure. it's a yeah. There is a lot of bullshit. Michael Rooker has quit Twitter over this. Yep. Sean's, uh Sean Gunn's still on Twitter. I don't know who they're going to get to direct uh, Guardians Three. Um, I don't know who they're going to get to do the motion capture for Rocket if Sean decides. Fuck you guys. You know he's Rocket. Right. James James is Groot. Mm-hmm. He's the reason right. Groot dances. You know. So yeah, D- it, Disney's fucked up big time. Yeah, they're gonna. Uh, yeah. I mean, are they gonna come out and and? I don't know. Are they going to try to uh, apologize their way out of what they've done? Oh, we've made a terrible mistake. If I was, yeah, you know, after they see how much they are going to lose, they think that James Gunn's going to lose all this, but they need to realize that they're set to lose just as much, if not more. The funniest part of this whole thing, though, is Robert Downey Jr. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Remember all the shit that he did? Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't make pedo jokes, but he did, uh, cr- you know, break into some people's house naked out of his mind on heroin. Yeah. But Is that's... one better than the, uh, I mean, you yeah. know, everybody does it's, stupid shit. Yeah, I mean, he's a convicted, <laughs> he's gone to jail many times, and he's yeah. your poster boy for Marvel, and you decide this is, I don't get it. It, it's a bunch of hypocrisy. It totally is. And I, uh, it's bullshit. So we've talked about it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, we'll see how this pans out for Disney. Because I already know there's a, a campaign to get him back as a director, but I think he'd probably tell them to go fuck themselves. Oh. He came no, from Tromeo. Exactly. <laughs> Have you not seen Tromeo? And- he wrote Tromeo oh and God. <laughs> That's what I was I, when I made a post about this on my Facebook. That was like the first thing I fucking said. I'm like, yeah. he came from trauma. I'm like, Disney was. I mean, were dollar signs just like blinding Disney to the fact that they didn't look back I, deep well, enough to his resume to see where he came from and be like, oh, this might pose a problem at some point. So it might be questionable if we bring him on board. Yeah, and. and- Here's the thing that you guys need to remember too. He did a movie. Sure, he did Scooby Doo. You know, he I think he wrote Scooby Doo. He wrote Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo Two, but mm-hmm. he also did a movie called The Specials, which you should check out. I actually have the DVD. It's really hard to find if you can find it. And it was about superheroes, and they're all like fuck ups. And Rob Lowe was in it with Jamie Kennedy, and it's really great. But it's filled with hugely amounts of dark humor. Dark humor. James Gunn did a thing called PG Porn with Nathan Fillion. He did Slither with Nathan Fillion. Right. And he wrote Tromeo and Juliet. And you so, guys hired him. And it's not like he kept anything he did secret. Yeah, They're acting like, you know, this guy's like going out and, you know, digging around trying to find this shit. When it's already been, I mean, James Gunn was like, yeah, I did this. I did it 10 years ago. I never yeah. tried to hide it, you know, hide the fact that I made these jokes, whatever. I've already come out and and apologized for my wrongdoing. Yeah. And, you know, so what? 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's because they bowed to it. They want to keep everybody happy. So they think it's a fair and balanced thing to pull this shit, which is nowhere near what Barr did. Roseanne no. Barr is a racist bitch. She's crazy. And if you want to see real crazy, go watch the video that she just posted where she says, I thought she was white. Uh-huh. She's nuts. She has problems. She needs to get help. But this, there's no... There's no equality here, dudes. No. There's no equality. It's not. So with that, <laughs> with that rant, <laughs> we are going to go to our interview with the director of Another Wolf Cop. Um, and uh, I, you guys, if you haven't checked this out yet, you need to. If you haven't seen the first movie, go watch it. It was at one time on, um, I think it was on Hulu. It, um, but you are actually um, Amazon Prime, I think, had it as well. Yeah, Loldine is fantastic. We need a TV series based on this movie. Um, it it lends itself to it, and uh, it's fun as hell. Check it out. Kevin Smith is the mayor in this of uh, the town that Wolf Cop is a cop in in this movie. So yeah, be prepared. <laughs> Just be prepared. That sounds with- like a good time to me. Yeah. So, Barb, thank you for finally coming. We finally got together. We finally Yay. did an episode, and we, we were as goofy as we typically are. <laughs> we apologize for anything that we offended you with, because that's what we do. Yeah, so, um, here we go to our interview segment, and thank you, guys. We'll see you, hopefully, next week All right. on Fangirl Radio. Bye. Bye. Hi, Jessica. Hey, Lil. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. It's been a while since we've spoken. Yeah, probably uh, Wolf Cop 1. (laughs) Wolf Cop 1, that's right. Well, I know I don't have you for very long, um, so I'm very excited to talk to you about this movie. It was insane. I loved it. Um, So I'm going to pick your brain. Uh, What? So what has changed for you in the the crew since the first film um, going into this one? I mean, I think uh, a lot changed. I think we were, the first one was kind of done in a vacuum and it was very, um, no expectation. It was just like whatever the hell we thought would be weird or funny or cool. And uh, and I mean, it's funny because with the sequel, suddenly we had like a year of actual audience reaction and feedback and producer feedback and everybody, you know, kind of dissecting the first film and reacting to it. And um, for me, it was great because I got to see the things that I had to, I guess, fight a bit for in the first film, like some of the weirder moments, like the uh, transformation and the sex scene. Um, suddenly now everyone was on board with and, uh, you know, with a the sequel, they're like, well, I hope it's going to be weirder. And so we kind of felt <laughs> emboldened to make the sequel a lot crazier, to be honest. And uh, you, you maybe succeeded, we went too obviously. far, but we did. <laughs> Well, and that kind of goes into my next question was like, this one truly was insane. Um, where did the, where did the plot come from for this? Because it just, it, it reminded me, you, you really did go back to the eighties. Like this is the kind of thing I would expect to see it, on USA up all night or something like it's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it was just like, okay, I, I knew a, a couple things going in before I wrote the script. The script changed a lot. I think we did like, a crazy amount of drafts over the course of, you know, before we ended up shooting because it took a year of prep. But um, the only things I knew for a fact with the sequel is I wanted it to be 
very immediate feeling, very reckless, you know, not like the first one was a mystery. So it was like, well, back and forth and who, who's, what's, you know, happening, who's doing what. And the second film, I wanted it to be the kind of thing where like, you could smell the stink on the characters. They didn't even have time to change their shirt. You know, it's like the second the movie started, you're going, you're going. And by the time it's over, they haven't even slept yet, you know? So that very immediate, fast paced, like you said, very eighties inspired. And the first word in my head honestly was crazy. I said, like, I had it written on my binder while we were shooting and every scene I was like, is this scene crazy enough? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, that won't always be the goal, but with this film specifically, it was like relentless and crazy. Well, and I, one thing that you talked about was, you know, specific scenes that people loved and, and, and I, the one that just killed me and I know it was one that killed a lot of people was the sex scene and flipping the script in this movie. I I was like cringing at points with some of the stuff you because you went you it and then you went beyond what you did before and I about fell out of my chair. Can you talk about like the difference? Uh, you know, different in filming that and flipping it around, and also the design of Cat because I thought she was fantastic. Oh, great! Glad to hear it. Um, yeah, no, it was. Um, you know, again, lots of permutations of the script and trying to figure out what to do. And um, I actually didn't want to repeat ourselves. Um, I It was really important to me uh, not to just do the same things. Like, you know, of course, everyone's like, oh, there's going to be another Peter's transformation. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, I mean, I'll show his werewolf dick, but I don't want to show the transformation again. And uh, same goes with the sex scene. It's like, okay, fine, we can do a sex scene. But it it has to... Um, I wanted to feel more like a, like a tradition, you know, almost like a James Bond, you know, you're going to get certain amounts of moments in there. So I'm like, okay, we'll do a sex scene, but it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be romantic. Um, It's kind of an obvious exact opposite of the first film. Uh, So I think we just said like in terms of tone and the only real familiarity, I guess, is the the fact that it's a Gowan song. And even that I was at first very against. I was like, People, it was kind of obvious. Even people would come up to us at Fan Expo and say, Well, obviously, you're going to use Strange Animal because uh, that's the next obvious gallon song for the sex scene. And I was like, <laughs> No, I don't want to. And uh, I, I was running in the opposite direction. And then when we were editing it, someone said, Can I just play Strange Animal against the sex scene? And I'm like, Fine. And it was so good that I was like, Damn it. Obviously, I'm <laughs> That is amazing. So uh, this one, did you have more of a budget to play with? And and how did that kind of fall into it with your expectations and what you wanted to do? Honestly, that's why it took so long for this film to come out is, I mean, we announced immediately after the first one that we're making a sequel, but we really kind of put our foot down and said, we can't make this film for the same budget. The first film was so hard to make because of what we were trying to do and the money we had, even things like the barn fight in the first film were like borderline, you know, impossible. We're just like racing like lunatics just to have a cohesive fight scene. So um, sadly, the same thing kind of happened in this one. We ended up shooting in 17 days, uh, which was insane and way too fast. Yeah, it was way too fast for a movie with this much going on, but we did have a bigger budget. So what we lacked in time, um, things like, you know, practical effects were taken up enough in terms of volume that I think it's chaotic enough to give the feeling we were hoping for. That's great and insane. That 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 is really fast. Wow. Did you guys it sleep? Was, I was, mean, did I that wasn't add even sure the... we have a movie. 
<laughs> well, did that add to like what you? No, were honestly, about like. Yeah, the chaos of it, I guess. I mean, uh, like, like for example, the hockey rink. When you look at the film, the whole last act takes place at a hockey rink. I think we shot in that rink for three and a half days. <laughs> so it's like, it was it was madness. There are times where I'm like, I don't know if this scene's going to cut together. And luckily, everything was storyboarded and planned. So at a certain point, you just go on autopilot and trust that the you a month ago who actually had sleep knew what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so uh, you've got guest stars in this. I know. I know when you had announced the the, the sequel, you and you were you were doing um, you know stirring up interest in it. That you said there were going to be uh, cameos, and the biggest one, of course, is Kevin Smith, um, and then Organo, who just cracked me up. That was hilarious and wrong on a lot of levels. Um, but can you talk about? <laughs> Can you talk about having those guys in the film and what it was like having them on board and how it happened? Sure. Yeah, it was, it was a really uh, interesting mix of um, cameos. Like I, I really wanted to across the board, pull in people wherever we could, um, I, you know, for fans of indie Canadian horror, um, the opening scene even has the Astron six guys as, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess the guy stealing uh, the, the case. But, uh, yeah, Gowan came about. I mean, Gowan was a very organic um, addition to the film because after the first film came out, uh, he became, he, he wasn't even really aware of it. People, you know, they were coming up to him at concerts and saying, play the Wolf Cop song, which I think got on his nerves because he's like, this isn't the Wolf Cop song. Uh, Moonlight Desires is actually a song of mine from the 80s. So uh, he eventually checked out the film and was like, he, he says his word kind of like shocked at what we ended up doing with his music. So, uh, but you know, he, he also has a great sense of humor. So he, he, when the producers reached out and said, do you want to be a part of the second one? We'd love to use your music again. Uh, he came out for a small cameo and honestly, he wasn't even supposed to have like more than one line of dialogue, but we started improvising and it was clear that he's actually, you know, a very, uh, being a musician, and obviously a showman, he's really good at what he does. So he was, actually pretty natural as an actor so it was pretty fun and uh kevin smith he was in uh, saskatchewan scouting moose jaws where you know obviously moose jaw the city actually is so uh, producers <laughs> reached out to him again and uh basically uh pulled him in and i had him for about six hours and we shot nonstop just some of the weirdest stuff <laughs> you had him for six hours that's fantastic <laughs> six hours yeah i know and then when you look at the movie it's like He's in two really big scenes. You know, he's like basically in the scene that does all the exposition legwork about what's happening, and then we get, we kill him as well. So it was, uh, I think he's like, what have I gotten myself into? But uh, he was super hilarious. fun, and you know, <laughs> yeah, he, he knew what we were doing, and he was he couldn't have been cooler. So I, I know I'm I'm probably going to lose you here in a, a couple of minutes, but I had two more questions for you. If yeah, possible. we're actually almost just out of time, so um, this, if this could just be the last one. Oh, yeah, no worries. Thank um, you so much. Sorry about that. Oh, oh, no worries. So I guess my big question here is, I love this movie. I want more of it. Is there any chance at all that you may take up the reins that Ash versus Evil Dead left behind and have a Wolf Cop series where you take on like vampires in Canada and, and things <laughs> like that? I mean, because I think it could I, I would, would love, love to. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think it's going to depend on how people react to this film. 
but we've all talked about it. We'd all love to do a TV series. I personally would love to, you know, uh, come back and write and direct a TV series. So um, if there is enough of a response to this one, I think hopefully we can make it happen. We'll see. Fantastic. Poor Leo. You, you beat the crap out of him all the time. He's, <laughs> he's amazing at what he does, too. So he's great. Well, well thank you so much he, for talking. Yeah, no one takes it better than him. Yeah, he does. He does a fantastic job. (laughs) Well, thank you so much again. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And uh, movie was great. Good job. You guys did amazing for 17 days of shooting. This was fantastic. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for uh, spreading the word about it. Appreciate it.